This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone had a great Labor Day. This episode will be going up on Wednesday, currently sitting in my bed as usual um, the night before. It's Tuesday. Usually these podcasts actually do go up Tuesday, but I actually was camping this weekend in Big Sur, so it was so beautiful. I haven't gone camping in honestly the longest time, but yeah, it was so nice to just get away, get out in nature, and not have any service. It was super nice. It was nice to have a little social media cleanse, but other than that, I hope you guys all had a relaxing weekend. Hopefully, none of you really had to work. If you did, I'm sorry. Hopefully, you can take a break some other time this week. I don't know. But in terms of the episode today, I am so incredibly excited. I sat down with Haley Hoffman-Smith, and I understand that every week I say that this is an exciting episode. But guys, like seriously, this is a very exciting episode because if you are a regular listener of my podcast, you probably have listened to my Q&A episode that I released, I think about a month and a half ago, and During that episode, I actually mentioned how I was manifesting to have Haley on the podcast because she's someone I kind of look up to just career-wise. She's one year older than me. She's 24, but she's living in New York City. She's ghostwriting. She's following her dreams, and honestly, I admire her and cheer her on. And also, one of the best pieces of advice that I have ever heard from Bob Goff. He is one of my favorite authors, but in the book, he mentions that if you can get within 10 feet of your desired aspiration or dream, then that's really all that matters. And it's kind of just going off of the idea that you should be surrounded by people that make you want to grow and really reach and stretch yourself. And you know, they always say that if you're the smartest person in the room, go find another room because that's not a place you necessarily want to be because you're not going to grow. You're going to remain stagnant. And so that's what I'm really trying to do. That's why I love this podcast um, as usual, just because I'm able to reach out and connect with some of the coolest people that I just find personally intriguing and they inspire me to really want to, you know, go after what I desire in life and what I feel like I'm called to do. So that's one of the reasons why I loved interviewing her. I got to pick her brain a little bit, obviously, about manifestation. That's what we talked about. And then we talked about her book, which is called Her Big Idea. I'm actually going to read it. I ordered it off of Amazon. So I'm super excited to, you know, start reading that. And then also we talked about just a little bit of TikTok and her ghostwriting experience because that's also something I'm really interested in. And honestly, I think this 
episode and especially in terms of just manifestation, it really kind of dumbs it down, I guess, in terms of what manifestation is and kind of revealing that it's really not as hard as everyone thinks it is or scary or all of that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Haley will explain, I guess, just the very basic principles of, you know, how to manifest and the whole nine yards. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this episode. And of course, before we hop in, be sure to subscribe if you haven't please do. What are you doing? Go to press that button right now. And also feel free to share, follow me on Instagram, you know, do it all. And that's really all I have to say. So let's get into the podcast. Okay, guys, we have a very special guest today. I'm here with Haley Hoffman-Smith, and I've been wanting her on the podcast for forever. I manifested it and look at where it has brought me. So welcome, Haley. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Funny story for obviously everyone who doesn't know. um, I had talked about having Haley on my podcast, I think a month ago in my Q&A. And I said that I really wanted her to be a guest on my podcast. And then one of my friends, Alexa, who was on the podcast, heard it, knows Haley, texted her the link. Haley listened to my podcast, DMs me saying that she wants to be on my podcast. So all I got to say is manifestation is real. I love it. And I'm so excited to have you. Yay. Well, I'm excited to be here. And it was an obvious DM. So <laughs> well, perfect. Well, um, how about you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you're all about? Sure. So hey, guys, I'm Haley. I'm the author of a book called Her Big Idea. I'm a motivational speaker turned TikTok speaker now that we're in COVID still. And I'm a podcast host of my own podcast called Big Conversations. And my whole thing is helping people step into the bigger versions of themselves, i.e. going after their big dreams, taking massive action, and learning about their power as a creator. Awesome. Well, I wanted to kind of like start off too with um, manifestation and talking about that. I know that you're a really big advocate for manifestation and just developing a really healthy mindset. Um, You make TikToks all about it, and I love all of them, which we can obviously talk about a little bit later. But um, I wanted to know just like how did you first, I don't know, get into manifestation? Yeah, so – To go back in time a bit, so I'm currently 24. I just graduated from college two years ago. And my first year of college was a really interesting time in my life because I had grown up not caring at all about my ambitions. I just was in general skating through life. And my senior year of high school, I had a complete 180 in my perception of my worth and my perception of what I could do in the world. I think a lot of it was motivated by a meditation and energy work class that I had been taking at the time, which was kind of like along the lines of manifestation and like learning the energies and how you can partake in them. But I completely changed from being somebody who didn't care at all about her future to somebody who wanted to be the first female president of the United States. Like that's how stark the difference was. So it was too late for me to apply to a really top tier school. So I started school at CU Boulder, which is also an amazing school. But I knew right when I started there that I wanted to go to an Ivy or, you know, like a Stanford was actually the one I was looking at. And I just, I was struggling so hard with working, working really hard, trying to be the best version of myself, but also wondering how much of it is up to something beyond my effort. Like I I just always felt like there was something more out there. And so I started to look up 
affirmations. I watched The Secret. I was like, what is this? I had never heard of the law of attraction before, but I was very like compelled by it. And that's when I started seeing angel numbers all the time for my first time and also didn't know what those were, but they were like haunting me. Like they were everywhere. So I just got more and more into it. Uh, it's interesting because like I can't even really remember the first thing that I manifested aside from maybe my acceptance to Brown. Um, but that was kind of a accidental manifestation because I wanted to go to Stanford and that's what I learned about if you were so obsessed with something, something really specific and that's not meant for you, it might not work out. Right. But like all the things that I had wanted to go to Stanford for, i.e. being in like a very collaborative, high vibe environments, like being at a school I was really proud to be at being, you know, just like a place, a, a city or a place that excited me, all of that ended up being true with Brown. And so I saw how, the combination of my hard work and effort in school, plus this vision that I had for myself that I woke up every single morning saying, I know what I'm working towards, culminated into my new life. So that's when I got really, really excited about the possibilities of manifestations. And since then, I've manifested some other really cool things like my New York City apartment with all of the details, just a lot of things that felt impossible at the time that somehow came to fruition Um, or even just like little things. Like I posted the other day about how I knew I needed to get some type of like duffel travel bag just for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, I'll handle this later today. And then a few hours later, I get a DM from a bag company and they're like, can we send you a free bag? (laughs) So like cool little things too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. And I know you mentioned um, angel numbers and kind of seeing them everywhere. And I actually had a conversation with my friend and we talk a lot about manifestation angel numbers and her angel number I think is a four. So she sees fours everywhere, but I see sevens, but I know you have a podcast about just angel numbers, what they are. What are they for everyone who doesn't know? Sure. So the idea is that every number has a specific energy or frequency. So the energy of a four, by the way, four is very much like angels are with you. And seven is the number of like luck and prosperity and kind of like congratulations. So when these numbers come together and we see them in sequences, i.e. 444-777, it's like a, a stronger energy than the number standing by itself. Because we see numbers all the time, right? But when we're seeing the same ones over and over again, it's a form of messaging from the universe. So, I mean, cool examples are, I actually saw a 777. It was on the license plate of the Uber that took me to this hotel that I was staying at for my birthday. And I was staying there for like this PR deal. And I ended up getting the penthouse presidential suite, which is something else I've been trying to manifest as my own penthouse. So like I saw the 777 on my way there. Um, two 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 is about like partnership or friendship or something like that. And I just met up with actually one of my coaching clients who is now one of my really good friends. And like right when we got together, there was a license plate with 222 right in front of us. Uh, So it it shows up in cool ways where you're like, oh, wow, I see now, like because of what I was thinking about or what I'm doing or who I'm talking to. And it's just once you start to become aware of them, it's just epic to realize like, oh, you're never fully alone. And I will say too, the times in my life that things have been going really, really well, I don't see them as often. I always mm-hmm. see angel numbers when I'm like feeling confused or lost or frustrated. And I do see, to your friend's point, a lot of fours. Like 444 has been a big one for me lately with like angel numbers because I'm taking big new steps in my business. And so I know I'm feeling kind of apprehensive. And so whenever I okay. see it, I just take it as a sign like I'm not alone. Like I'm being supported on my journey. And there's a great deal of comfort that can be derived in that. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. And I know you do a lot of work with the things 
Think Up app, which is basically a kind of guided manifestation app, correct? Yeah. So it's affirmations. Uh, And the idea behind affirmations is that if you're listening to them either first thing in the morning or when you're falling asleep at night, because your brain descends through brainwave states, it goes through to right now you and I are in the beta state because we're having a conversation. We're listening to each other. If you and I started right now writing something and we got into the flow, we'd go down into alpha. And then when we're falling asleep at night, it's theta. So we're like sort of awake, sort of asleep. We're in like this weird place. And then delta is when you're completely asleep. When you're in theta and delta, your subconscious mind is more open to suggestions. So if you hear affirmations stated in your own voice, such as I am abundant or I'm so excited to have my penthouse, your subconscious hears it and thinks it's a thought. And the more that you hear that thought, the more likely it is that you're going to find that in your reality just because your subconscious is what's running the show. So the Think Up app is really cool for the chance to record those affirmations. I play 15 loops every night. So that means it's like hours and hours of when I'm falling asleep and when I am asleep of my voice saying the things that I'm trying to manifest for my life. And I use this app religiously for months and months. And then I made a podcast episode about it. And the founder of the app and their team actually found me through the podcast episode. And they asked if I wanted to be a featured expert on the app, which is so cool. So now I have affirmations that I wrote for them on there around chasing dreams, which is, you know, so me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I always recommend that to people as a way of just like something you can do every single night to make sure your subconscious is being inundated with the thoughts that you most want to think. And I even start by pressing play every single morning when I wake up and just like get myself into that mindset first thing. And um, that's like actually how my New York City apartment came to be. I had, I really wanted floor to ceiling windows. I was having a really hard time finding an apartment in my price point that had that mm-hmm. really white kitchen, um, signing with my dream agency out here. All of that happens through the Think Up app. So, well, and affirmations okay. in general. This is not an ad. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been actually using it for the past, I think, month and a half. I started my, yeah, no, I started my job at the beginning of July and I was like, okay, I'm going to just make a whole routine. So what I do is like, I obviously like fall asleep to it after kind of listening to your podcast. And I think I found you either on Instagram or TikTok and I saw that you made a TikTok and then obviously you came out with a podcast all about it. And I was like, I don't know. I can like notice a difference after even a month. And I actually use some of your manifestations too and affirmations. So I don't know. I find it very kind of even therapeutic. I can tell the difference, honestly, just like with the the energy that I give off. No, I completely agree. And it's a good way. I mean, I fall asleep every single night listening to those feeling like I'm doing the the most that I can right now for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just falling asleep, but I'm, I'm taking advantage of every single second of my day to work towards my goals because... Every valuable second that I'm in these lower brainwave states, I'm taking advantage of them by plugging in the thoughts that I most want to have. Because it's hard throughout the day, you know? Like, we get discouraged often. We get, we're pessimistic sometimes. Like, as as much as I preach being high vibe and manifesting and your thoughts create your reality, like, trust me, I go through a lot of times where I'm feeling frustrated yeah. or I'm feeling down. And so it's just a great way to, like, take ownership again. Yeah. And I think also like in our society, it's such a go, go, go state. So we're, I don't know, constantly thinking, okay, we have to do this. We have to do that. And like hustle culture, I know is like big in New York. So just to, I think, put your dreams at the forefront of your mind is the only kind of way that you're going to actually accomplish it to a certain extent. No, absolutely. You can't like, I mean, you could put in as much effort as you want. You could go so hard all day working on whatever it is that you're working on. I mean, a lot of, like I see it in entrepreneur culture too, just people work nonstop hours, but there has to be this element of surrender 
Mm -hmm. that comes into play. It has to be hard work met with, okay, the universe is going to come in and meet me halfway here. Like I surrender to a greater process. And so it's a good way to balance out those energies. Yeah, no, that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm actually reading a book all about kind of like the human soul and like what it needs. And the chapter I just read was all about rest and how just kind of like surrendering to like enjoying nature and like resting and like, I don't know, having a nice meal with friends. A lot of people don't even do that anymore. And that is like one way being in a resting state is one way to get closer to your dreams and kind of allow the good things to come into your life. That's so good. And that really resonates because I'm actually taking this weekend off TikTok, which if you know me is like not something (laughs) I ever do because I post like five TikToks a day. But I was getting to a point where I think I one of my friends, Ashley Stahl, had this podcast episode and she said in it that sometimes we get too in our human. Like we're spiritual mm-hmm. beings having a human experience, but sometimes we get too in, into the human. And that's how it felt like I was this last week. Like I was being a psychopath over the number of views my videos would get, the number of followers that were coming in. And I think mm-hmm. like my obsession with it and the fact I was holding so tightly was like making my growth the slowest on that platform that it's ever been. And it's like, I shouldn't be doing it to grow. I should be doing it to serve. So I've taken this weekend off. Like I start on Friday and then all day yesterday, I didn't even open the app, which is just wild for me because I'm usually on the app all day. But I feel so much better. And this morning I had a really good creative process. And it's just, it makes me feel like the the floodgates of creativity and inspiration are coming in more readily. But you yeah. have to have the rest to get there because when you're inundating your mind with like for me, you know, like my ambitions and the things that I have to create and the numbers and the statistics. And it's just, it can be very dizzying. So yeah, I think it can be really hindering also just to like you mentioned to your creative process. But what do you say are kind of some like do's and don'ts of manifestation and just affirmations in general too? Yeah. So I'll, maybe I'll start with the don'ts. So one is clinging too tightly to it, like becoming obsessive about it, i.e. me last week with TikTok views <laughs> or me um, wanting to get into Stanford so badly, like to, to give some more dimension to that. I was applying a transfer and I would wear a Stanford shirt to bed every single night. It was like my <laughs> wallpaper on my phone and laptop. I had all my friends change my name in their phone to a little tree emoji for their mascot and a red heart with their color of red. Like I was so obsessed with it and I was clinging to it so, so, so tightly. But you know what energy that puts out is the energy of lack. It's the energy of mm-hmm. I need this to be happy. And that is just so different from every time that something really amazing and exciting has happened in my life. Every single time I've ever gotten good news or I got something that I wanted. One example I have is like when you check your email, like there's so many times that we're waiting to hear back about something. And so we refresh our emails like crazy. We're just constantly checking it. And I always tell myself when I'm waiting for something like that, I'm like, you were going to, you're going to get it when you open your email and you least expect it. And time Mm -hmm. and time again, even if it's like on the forefront of my mind, I'm opening my email to get like a flight confirmation number. And I'm not even thinking about, you know, what could be in my inbox. And then it's right there. Um, so same thing with good news or getting things that you want or like getting acceptance to your dream school or that job offer. Like it comes when you're in a place where you truly feel like you don't need it and it's not on your mind. So that would lead into a major do here, which is do try to let go. And letting go doesn't mean I don't want it anymore. Letting go means I'm going to take my focus off of it and be really happy with what I have now and trust that if this is meant to be for me and everyone involved and for our highest good in this situation, it's going to come to fruition. So it's a practice that's so much easier said than done. But what helps me for sure is just focusing on the good in the moment and knowing that through listening to my affirmations at night and writing down my goals every morning and do my visualization, I'm doing the most that I can to still attract Mm -hmm. it. But I have to live in that energy in order for 
for it to really come because everything is energy. So that's a big one. And then another huge do that I think a lot of people miss in the whole manifestation process is doing subconscious reprogramming and in, in general, just like inner work. So yeah, you do subconscious reprogramming through affirmations, but that's also just like trying to tilt your subconscious in favor of what you want. There's something deeper when actually in your subconscious, you have a fear of success for some reason. You have a mm-hmm. fear of fame and exposure. You have a fear of making a lot of money. If those fears are there, it doesn't matter how many affirmations you do, how many manifestations you do, how hard you work, it's not going to come in. It's kind of just like, it's going to be this abrasive thing where it tries to come in and it rubs up against your fear where your subconscious is like, no, I'm not going to allow this in my experience because I'm scared of what happens if all of a sudden everybody in the world knows my name and I have a million followers. Or I'm scared of what happens if I land that job and I'm outperforming all of my friends financially. So I think it takes a look at yourself on a deeper level. And I actually have a course coming out this week. This is my big secret. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram story, but it's on finding your purpose. However, it's like intended to be taken over five days. And the second day is all about meeting your limited beliefs and your fears. Because so many times people don't know what they are beneath the surface. They're just Mm -hmm. like, why isn't this working out for me? Like, no matter what I do, this isn't coming to be. And so I figured out a way that I could guide people through, I mean, just via this course, like how figuring out where your limited beliefs are. So you know how to tackle them and get them out of the way through the wording of your affirmations and through something called EFT or emotional freedom technique slash tapping, which is what I use for everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I use that too, because I recently went to therapy and, you know, we did like a lot of work just with discovering my like limiting beliefs that I had within myself that I had no idea that I had. And I think my limiting belief was I am not seen. And so Mm -hmm. it was so funny. I remember we had had a session and we did some tapping as well. And after that, I was just kind of toying around in my mind. I was on a walk. This was in I think April when quarantine was kind of at its peak and you know that essential walk throughout the day was the only thing getting me out of the house. So I was on my walk and just kind of thinking about everything that we had went over in that session. And then the moment I thought I am not seen, I don't know, my world completely made sense. And it was insane. And just because a lot of times I, you know, have tried to manifest different things in my life or just use different affirmations, but they never felt true to me to a certain extent. And I think it was because I held that, you know, limiting belief that I am not seen, which I mean, I'm still working on. But yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like insane that once you kind of realize what you have been telling yourself, like the lies you've been telling yourself for so long, they're not true. And then getting that out of the way is I think the first step. So that's amazing that you're coming out with a course. Thank you. Yes, I'm very excited about it. But yeah, that's like when the breakthroughs start to happen is when you take out the the limited belief because you can't have both at the same time. You can't believe mm-hmm. something about the world that you've believed since, you know, whenever the, the belief first formed and invite an experience that's completely contrary to that belief. And I just think like so many people think of manifestation as like this airy fairy fun thing. Like mm-hmm. manifest anything you want, but like the truth is it requires a lot of overhaul of your past and things because yeah. the truth is like, sure, maybe you haven't thought of what you wanted before, but on a deeper level, you always wanted it. Why hasn't it shown up in your reality yet? And that's because you haven't done this deeper work. Yeah, which I think a lot of people are afraid of, to be honest, because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are on kind of like not airplane mode. Well, that's not the, you know, the autopilot. (laughs) You're not connected to service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I think a lot of people are going through like autopilot with life and they're not willing to really kind of, I guess, open up and just dig deep with what is happening in their life and what's happened in their past that's maybe traumatic to them and has caused them to 
you know, spiral down a path that they don't even realize that they're going down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I say this over and over my course too, but it's like, you'll get out of this what you put in. And I think the same of life and manifestation. Like if you aren't willing to go completely deep and look at the parts of yourself that are really scary to look at or parts of your past, you're not going to be able to receive manifestations that could deeply impact your life. Like sure, maybe Mm -hmm. you'll get something like the waiter forgets to charge you for the chips (laughs) because you're trying to manifest (laughs) abundance. (laughs) However, you might not attract to yourself like this major brand deal for thousands of dollars until Mm -hmm. you do some work around money as an example. Okay. Okay. Well, then switching gears, um, I know obviously manifestation has helped you just accomplish some of your career aspirations as a writer. You recently wrote a book, um, Her Big Idea, and you're also a ghostwriter. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So how did you begin just, I guess, the writing process and starting to build your portfolio as a ghostwriter more specifically? So it was really strange. <laughs> um, I I mean, so my writing career starts when I started working for a magazine the summer before I transferred to Brown. So this was the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And so I was always publishing I started a column there on women in tech and entrepreneurship, and I was always sharing the articles that I was writing, the things I was doing. I was it was very much in like journalist mode, and I was approached by somebody um, asking if I would ghostwrite their book, and I literally had never even heard of ghostwriting before, mm-hmm. but I said yes and dove into it and actually really enjoyed the process. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about ghostwriting because does that mean they're going to take credit for my ideas? But it wasn't like that at all. Like he shared his life story with me, and then I turned that into something that like readers would like want to read and I helped him with like the structure of the book and everything and really enjoyed that. And from there it was then it was something that I could offer that I felt confident offering because like it had worked out that way. And so I also started a copywriting agency. So I do it's copywriting, i.e. like ghostwriting for things like articles or blog posts, Mm -hmm. usually for like SEO stuff. So the more I started to do that, the more my network grew. And then the more, you know, people who've needed books are referred to me. And that's just how it went. But um, a lot of it was just putting myself out there and making it known that I was a writer too. Because a lot of times people, if they read your writing and they think you're a really good writer and they need something written and they don't think that they're a good writer – They'll approach you and they'll be like, do you do you have a ghostwriter? That's like a question I get sometimes. Slash, yeah. do you offer those services? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then when you started to write her big idea, how did you get the idea to write that book? <laughs> so I had written a book just prior called She Is Without Limits was my first ever book, but I wrote that as a curriculum for my first nonprofit, which I won't fully delve into, but the nonprofit was um, donating books to girls around the world in mentoring groups. And I'd mm-hmm. read a curriculum to go along with the books that I was donating. So I wrote She Is Without Limits as like a book and curriculum within itself, like a self-help book. And that book just like wasn't – I didn't really feel like it's, it represented who I was as I started to grow up because then it was two years later at this point because her big idea came out in 2018. And I was approached by a professor at Georgetown who was launching his own publishing house and a book writing program. And he asked if I would be interested in writing another book. And I was working at a startup at that time, which was like a community. And so he, he wanted to work together to share his publishing house and the opportunity with the community. And so I joined his program and it was a really cool experience because really from the initial phone call when he was like, would you be interested in writing another book? I was like, actually, yeah, I've had this vision in my head and it was kind of a vision I hadn't acted on yet, obviously, of a blue cover 
of a book and the book being called Her Big Idea. And that's exactly what, I mean, it has the blue cover now and everything. And I think it was just like starting to form in my psyche or like I was starting Mm -hmm. to channel the book and the opportunity came about to write it. Um, And I knew I wanted to make it about my entrepreneurial experiences, both good and bad, because I definitely had been through some really bad experiences then, i.e. like a massive co-founder dispute and failure. And in general, I wanted to encourage more people that when you have an idea or you have a vision, even like the vision of the blue book cover and her big idea, you have to go after it. And I think that relates so much to like what I do now. It's interesting because like this book came out over two years ago, but it's still somewhat relevant to the work that I do now, even though I'm not so much in the entrepreneurship space, because I just believe when you're given these whispers of intuition of like, hey, you should go after this or hey, this like excites you, this idea that you came up with and how whatever form it came to you. And some people see it as like the name of a company. Some people see it as like thinking of a product that they like to start or they want to start their own YouTube channel. It's like, if that came to you and it excites you every time you think of it, that is your compass leading you forward. And so the book is intended to help readers get from the first page to the last page and then feel like, okay, I definitely have to go after this idea. Yeah, no, because I've read a lot of books. I recently read, it's called Dream Big by Bob Goff. I'm not sure if you've heard oh, of that book, no, but yeah, no, it's all about, uh, I would say it's kind of just similar to what, you know, you wrote, but um, I think, you know, from a more of a man's perspective too, mm-hmm. he used to be a lawyer and now he's has a nonprofit and all of that stuff. But I don't know, I always think like I've always wanted to be a writer, for instance, but I, I think like when I'm, we're younger, we tell ourselves, oh, we can't do that or, yeah. you know, it's not feasible. And so I think lately I've been trying to kind of tap in more to like my younger self and just realize like what I want. And also I've been having kind of these like not visions, but you know, just pictures of me in New York City. I'm currently in San Diego, but I really want to move. Yeah, I know. Do you like it? (laughs) Oh, I love New York City. I will never move away. Okay. Yeah. No, that's like the goal, honestly. So, okay. That's amazing. Well, I'll welcome you with open arms. (laughs) Well, perfect. Thank you. And then just kind of wrapping up a little bit. So what is next for you? You've had a lot of success this past year and you've probably, like we all have, you know, faced a lot of changes, especially in 2020. Um, What's one thing you really see yourself, I guess, manifesting or ideas that are coming into fruition? Well, so I've been working on my next book for a long time because this is like a heart book. Like this is fully investing (laughs) everything I am into this book. Mm -hmm. And it's along the lines of everything I make content about now, i.e. going after your dreams, stepping into your purpose, etc. So um, that being said too, because it is such like a vulnerable book and my whole heart and soul is in it. And it's, I feel like it's like my one great contribution to the world <laughs> of my entire life. There is some fear around it that keeps me a little bit slower. Like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's harder to take step for, steps forward with it. So as much as I've written of it, I haven't turned it into a book proposal. But once I do, I would really like to get a book deal, like my first actual like formal book deal with a traditional publishing house. Because you self-published, right? Yeah, I self-published. And then the other one was with like another person's publishing house, but it was like a book program. Okay. Um, But it was still kind of self-publishing. So I want to do it like the whole shipping this time. Mm -hmm. And I think this book deserves that too and deserves that like global influence just because I'm very excited about this book. Um, It's one, I, I don't think I'm the one writing it. I think something is writing it through me. That's just like, it's been the coolest creative process of my life. And that's why I want to take it slow. I'm usually someone who like, if I come up with an idea or I start something I'm excited about, I'm like, let's put it into yeah. the world ASAP. Like I just finished this course yesterday and I'm going to release it on Wednesday. Yeah. But with the book, 
like it's so different. I'm like, I'm going to wait for the right time. I'm really like letting the universe meet me halfway. So yes, hopefully I'll have some exciting news in the coming months about a potential deal there. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, all positive vibes to you, you know, for you. that deal. And I'm, de- I'm definitely going to read that book. So I'm excited. Yay! <laughs> well, thank you again, you know, for being on my podcast. I loved having you. And before I let you go, where can everyone find you on social media? It's just Haley Hoffman Smith for Instagram and TikTok. Okay, perfect. You heard it, folks. Perfect. Well, thank you again for, I was going to say having me on, but you're <laughs> I'm having you on. I don't know. Thanks for having me. <laughs> So that was the episode for today, guys. I hope you loved it. I hope you learned a little bit more about manifestation and just really began to understand that, you know, it's not that difficult. Really, all you have to do is just kind of understand your own limiting beliefs and kind of go from there and, you know, hopefully accomplish all of your dreams and desires that you want in life. (laughs) I mean, does that sound really daunting? Maybe, but I think we all can do it. I have faith that the Itainitsis podcast fam can do it. I'm believing for it. But other than that, like I said in the beginning, make sure to follow me on Instagram. I'll have all of that in the show notes below. And then of course, follow Haley on Instagram and then also on TikTok because honestly, she is the TikTok queen. It is amazing. And last but not least, Like Haley mentioned during the episode, she actually came out with a manifestation course. It's a five-day course, and it really just teaches you to uncover your own limiting beliefs and really go after what you want. I actually am going to start the course. I bought it, I think, last week, so I'm super excited to start that, and I'll be posting about that on my Instagram as well, so be sure to check in for that. But other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I love you all and remember to be grateful for one thing every single day because being grateful is the number one way to become more joyful in life. It's cheesy, but it is true. (laughs) Okay, love you all and have a beautiful week. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.